Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Does anyone else out there struggle with uneven skin tone? If you have dark spots, it can often feel like a vicious cycle. As soon as one fades, another one pops up. Break the cycle with Clinique Even Better Clinical Dark Spot Interrupter. This is a powerful serum that works on melanin-rich to fair skin and helps visibly correct dark spots, such as acne marks, while protecting from future discoloration. 94% of those who consistently used it demonstrated an improvement in radiance and visible skin tone, including acne marks, in just eight weeks and saw a 39% reduction in dark spots in just 12 weeks. Curious how it works? The main ingredient is CL304 brightening complex with vitamin C that targets dark spots that help in two ways, by visibly correcting them and interrupting future ones. I use it twice a day, morning and night, just one or two pumps in my fingertips, depending on the day and how my skin is really looking. Then I spread the serum all over my face, follow it up with a great moisturizer. Don't forget your sunscreen. Everyone needs sunscreen, but especially those of us with dark spots really need it. I love that this product is free of oil, sulfates, parabens, and fragrance. And might I add, it is dermatologist developed. And the last thing I'll say, because I feel like I cannot really not say it, but Clinique, it's such an iconic brand. It simply needs to be called out. Super nostalgic to me. I always think of Clinique when I was coming up in the 90s. They were in every department store, every magazine. They have really stood the test of time. So if you, like me, struggle with dark spots, Get even better clinical dark spot interrupter this holiday season. Available at Clinique.com. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. <laughs> You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. Don't we just want to live fucking longer? Don't we just want to be better? Don't we just want to like know more? We want to live healthier longer. That's the key, I think. Today, we have the longevity. We have the doctor of all doctors. I first heard about this young doctor named Dr. Stephen Gundry, who has worked in medicine for over 40 years. He started as a heart surgeon, then shift his focus to nutrition He's the founder of the International Heart and Lung Institute, as well as the Center for Restorative Medicine in Palm Springs in Santa Barbara. His mission is to improve health, happiness, and longevity through small changes to the diet. He has published over 300 articles, 
started with Dr. Gundry's diet evolution. I know Dr. Gundry from the plant paradox. Don't kill me, but I might still eat nightshades and tomatoes. And most recently this past year, unlocking the keto code. We are so excited because so many of my friends are clients of yours, which I know you can't say because it's HIPAA, but we love you and are obsessed with you. And obsessed. We, I mean, like obsessed because oh my God. <laughs> we really want to live longer. We really do. Can we back up to the beginning for you, though? Because your books are so different, but so amazing. And there's so much noise out there right now with keto and what to eat and what not to eat. and Vegan, vegetarian, dairy, no dairy, gluten. Exactly. So how did, tell me about your first book and then you kind of move into the second and then now your third amazing book, which we're dying to, but, but what were you seeing? What was the evidence? You know, you're a doctor. I like to play one on TV, but you're really, you know, you're the expert. Yeah, and the good thing is I play it on TV, too. You know, okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, actually, you know, I, uh, I was a, a very famous heart surgeon and professor and chairman at Loma Linda University here in Southern California. And I had invented a, a lot of things that are still used to keep hearts alive during heart surgery and to put people on bypass, blah, blah, blah. And uh, about 25 years ago, I was referred a patient from Miami, Florida, who I call Big Ed in, in all my books. And Big Ed's a real person. He was 48 years old. He um, had inoperable coronary artery disease. Everything in his blood vessels and his heart was clogged up. You couldn't put stents in him. You couldn't do bypass surgery because there wasn't any place to sew a bypass graft. And Big Ed, like a number of other people, would go around the country looking for idiots like myself to take him on, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of show off. Oh, yeah, well, I could do your bypass. And so he went to a bunch of centers and actually spent about six months going around the country. Everywhere he went, they turned him down. And he wound up in my office at Loma Linda, and I looked at the angiogram, the movie of his heart from Miami six months earlier, and I said, well, you know, I hate to turn you down, but they're right. I'm not going to do you any good. There's just nothing, nothing I can do. I'm sorry. And he said, well, wait a minute. He said, that was six months ago. I've, I've been on a diet. I lost 45 pounds in six months. Now, this guy's big head because he weighed 265 pounds when I met him. So he was well over 300 when he started. And he said, and I've gone to a health food store and I'm taking all these supplements. And he brings in a giant bag of supplements. He says, you know, maybe I did something in here. And I said, well, you know, good for you, Big Ed. You know, that, that didn't do anything in here. And I know what you did with all those supplements. You made expensive urine, which I firmly believe. <laughs> and he says, well, come on. What would it hurt? I've come all this way. Why don't we get a new angiogram, a new movie of my heart? And I said, hey, don't get your hopes up. But we did. So in six months' time, this guy has cleaned out 50% of the blockages in his heart. 50 percent gone. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, it's it's man. Never seen anything like it. I, you know, I've been on program committees for the American College of Cardiology, the American Heart Association, and we rave when we see a study using a statin medication or some other lifestyle modification where you get a 0.1% decrease in plaque <laughs> over five years. And it's, you know, it's international news oh my gosh and here's big ed 50 percent plaque you know gone in six months 
So I'm going, what the heck? What, you know, how'd you do this? And he starts describing this diet he puts himself on. And I go, wait a minute. Back in the dark ages, I went to Yale. And in those dark ages, we were allowed to make our own major. We could study whatever we want to study. And you basically did a master's thesis and you had to defend the thesis. And the reason that's interesting is because my thesis was you could take a grade eight, manipulate its food supply, manipulate its environment, and prove that you'd arrive at a human being. So I did that. And I defended my thesis, and I got an honors, and I gave it to my parents and went off to become a famous heart surgeon. So as big as talking, I went, wait a minute, that's my thesis, you know, from Yale. And I said, you, you know, you've been eating my thesis. And now I said, let me look at those supplements. So I was very famous for resuscitating hearts that had been dead and transplanting them. And I was famous for this concoction that I would put down the veins and arteries of hearts to keep them happy while we did surgery on them. And I put a lot of interesting compounds that were known to protect the heart. And I was putting them down the veins and arteries. And I start looking through Big Ed supplements and I'm going, son of a gun the same stuff he's swallowing it and so i called my parents who lived in san diego at the time and said hey you still got my thesis they said yeah you know it's here in the shrine right over (laughs) next to the eternal flame and and i thought well send it up to me why because even though i was a famous heart surgeon i was running 30 miles a week going to the gym one hour every day and eating a very healthy low-fat diet because that's what you did when you were a smart heart surgeon and staying and living at loma linda and i was 70 pounds overweight i had high blood pressure high cholesterol pre-diabetes i had such bad arthritis that i wore braces on my knees to run stupid 30 miles and i you know i did baby heart transplants with migraine headaches and yeah, I don't recommend it. It's not a good idea, but somebody has to do it. So I I put myself on my thesis and I started swallowing a bunch of supplements. And lo and behold, I lost 50 pounds my first year and I lost another 20 and I've kept them off for 25 years now. And my high blood pressure went away, my prediabetes went away, my migraine headaches went away. My arthritis went away, you name it, it all went away. So I said, well, I'm kind of onto something here. So I would take people that I operated on for coronary artery disease, and I'd go, here, I want you to, you know, not eat certain foods, and I want you to go to Costco or Trader Joe's, there wasn't an Amazon back then, and I want you to buy some of these supplements, and let's see what happens. And lo and behold, the same things that happened to me happened to them. You know, their diabetes would go away, their arthritis would go away. So after about a year of this, I had a a really stupid epiphany one Friday morning on the way to work. (laughs) I was looking in the mirror and I said, you know, I got this all wrong. I shouldn't be operating on people and then teaching them how to avoid me so I don't have to operate on them again in the future. I should teach them how to eat so I never have to operate on them. And now, as a heart surgeon, what a dumb career. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really stupid, as my wife reminded me for many years. So I literally, at the height of my career, 
resigned my position and set up a clinic in Palm Springs, which is just down the road from Loma Linda. And I, because I'm a researcher, I tell patients, hey, look, take, take some certain foods out of your diet. Go get some supplements. I want to draw blood on you every three months. Let's see what happens. So I started publishing my results, and that started my my book practice because what I found, you know, just flabbergasted me. Now I shouldn't have been flabbergasted because the lead in this the conclusion of all this, Hippocrates knew this 2,500 years ago. You know, he said all disease begins in the gut. And the rest of my career has been focused on the fact that he was right. How he how he knew this, I have no idea. Okay, I have an app you all need to download. And while this might not be groundbreaking, it's definitely worth sharing. And I think you're going to love it, especially those with a penchant for shopping like myself. Meet the Macy's mobile app. I'm telling you, it's going to take your fashion excursions to a whole new level. So after you download the app, you'll get started with a style quiz that's super quick and easy. And then this is the best part. You get outfit recommendations tailored just to you. I have to say they nail my style every time. I get really excited when I get my outfit recommendations and usually love them so much I end up buying the full look. It's incredibly fun and feels like you have your own virtual stylist. You just choose your favorites from the bunch to keep a running list of the looks you love. Can I tell you that I love how organized it is? It is because you don't remember, even though you think you do, but you don't. The app makes it so simple and straightforward to stay on top of all your online orders and returns. You can also take advantage of Macy's price checking feature, which is very advanced in my opinion. The other thing I love is the updated store map. So the next time you're in store, you can find what you're looking for really easy. Let's talk about their star rewards. As a member, you will get special features like star money updates and exclusive savings sent right to your phone. I highly recommend you turn your notifications on so you can be the first to know about all the latest and the greatest. So maybe you have an event coming up or you just need help with your day-to-day wardrobe. To get the Macy's mobile app, download today for iOS and Android. What's the vibes? I'm EJ, head of special projects at DBA, and this is Who's On Content, a show that explores and dissects the influential, behavioral-altering power of content through thought-provoking, culturally relevant, and industry-shifting dialogues. We're chatting with social media platform leaders, marketers, journalists, and content creators contributing to the content shaping the global society we live in. I mean, folks, let's face it. Content is everywhere. It's visual. It's audible. Hell, it's even edible. Go with me for a second. The content of your favorite restaurant informs the content of your Yelp review. (laughs) See what we did there? Tune in to hear who's on content. Can you walk us through just the basics of what you did back then? Like the basic supplements you were telling people, the basic diet you were saying, just for somebody that has never read any of your books? Sure. It's actually very simple. We're we're a modified great ape. We great apes lived on leaves and fruit, quite frankly. And we didn't eat a grain or a bean until 10,000 years ago because they did not exist in their current form. And in their forms that do exist, they were actually pretty nasty. So one of the first things that we did was, and Big Ed did, was, okay, look, I'm not going to eat anything that was introduced into our diet when agriculture started about 
10,000 years ago. In fact, one of the interesting things that I learned in my research was that humans were about six feet tall up until 10,000 years ago. Six feet tall. Really? Wow. Yeah. And with the advent of agriculture, within 2,000 years, from 10,000 years ago to 8,000 years ago, we shrunk about a foot. So we went from, you know, quite tall creatures to quite short creatures in 2,000 years, just by adding grains and beans into our diet. Now, so that seems to be a problem. Fast forward to the fact that all of us in America are from either Africa, Europe, or Asia. Even Native Americans are actually from Asia, and they're not from here either. So none of us were exposed to American plants, except Native Americans, until 500 years ago, because they did not exist as a food. And some of our most beloved foods, we have only been eating for 500 years. And that includes the nightshade family, which you mentioned before, like tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, potatoes. That includes corn. That includes chia seeds, quinoa. All the things I love. (laughs) All the things that you love. I mean, give me an example. The Incas, you know, use quinoa as one of their major staples. But the Incas, actually fermented their quinoa. They soaked it until it rotted, and then they cooked it. And we now know why they did that, because the fermentation process destroyed these little proteins that have become famous for lectins and makes them edible. And there is nothing on the package directions of quinoa to say, oh, please make sure you make this rotten before you cook it and eat it. So we've totally changed what we were adapted to eat in the course of 10,000 years and dramatically in the course of 500 years. So the first thing you said was no nightshades. Take that out. Yes. Yeah. You can, you can tolerate nightshades as all cultures who eat nightshades have done. The major mischief makers are in the peels and the seeds. So cultures that routinely eat nightshades peel and de-seed their nightshades. The Italians peel and de-seed their tomatoes and their peppers. Interestingly enough, lots of squash are primarily American products. And many cultures, for instance, Italy and France, peel and de-seed their cucumbers before they eat them. Never seen a cucumber that isn't peeled and de-seeded in France, just as an example. Isn't that insane? And then what about the supplements? What were some of the main supplements that he was taking and that you were using in your heart? Yeah, so that's interesting. It it turns out that really kind of forms the last part of my book, Unlocking the Keto Code. I became fascinated in a class of compounds called polyphenols. And so many of my supplements that I sell at Gundry MD are polyphenol-based. And polyphenols, it turns out, are really one of the best ways to protect our mitochondria from damage and to keep our mitochondria functioning perfectly. And lo and behold, most of the things in the Mediterranean diet, and in fact, most of the things that people eat in blue zone diets, are polyphenol-based, and it's not 
the grains and beans that people Give us eat. some examples. Okay. So believe it or not, coffee is loaded with polyphenols. My coffee uh-huh. <laughs> Tea is loaded with polyphenols. Chocolate, cacao, is loaded with polyphenols. It turns out that spices are loaded with polyphenols. And interestingly enough, I'm a history buff, as you can probably tell, the spice trade in the Middle Ages was a fascinating trade. People in the spice trade had a 50% chance of dying going over to the Far East from Europe by land or sea and 50% chance of dying coming back. Now, the only reason someone does that, as we know in this day and age, is a drug trade. And spices were the drug trade of the Middle Ages. That is insane. That's insane. (laughs) And it turns out that these guys weren't paying exorbitant amounts of money to have black pepper on their steak or to have cinnamon in their coffee. They were paying exorbitant amounts of money for drugs. But the drugs that were doing all this were polyphenols. In fact, here's an amazing fact. Two of the three gifts that the three wise men brought to the little baby Jesus, one was gold, but the other two were frankincense and myrrh. And you go, well, that's kind of an odd gift to give to the little baby Jesus. Frankincense and myrrh are two of the most potent polyphenol compounds that were known in ancient times. And so they wanted the little baby Jesus to live a long time. And so they bring him some gold, yeah, and then you can buy a nice house. But they gave him frankincense and myrrh. I mean, who knew? Well, That's amazing. Knew. So in, in your new book, yeah, let's you talk, talk about, it's about Unlocking the yeah. Keto, the revolutionary new sense of keto that offers more benefits without deprivation. So uh, listen, I I am O negative. You're, what are you? I don't know. I know you it's still terrible. Don't know. I still Honestly, don't know. I know. You've been my co-host now for I month. know, I know. <laughs> on, I'm going to send you to Palm Springs and he's going to take your blood and then we're going to figure out what blood type you are. Okay. I love protein. I feel better on protein. I can't do keto because I fall off the wagon. As do most people. But I'm thinner. I feel sharper. You know who does not eat nightshades and you're probably your biggest fan is Ari Emanuel. He is, I, I, I mean, I love him. I hate him. He'll run you over with the bus, but he's amazing. So, I mean, honestly, and he's like, you can't have nightshade. I mean, literally, <laughs> uh, literally like Giorgio Baldi, they make, there's a very it's famous unfair. restaurant here in LA, but he's one of my husband and I was, and Mary, we're all best friends with him and, and his sweet new wife, Sarah. But I have to say, for those of you who don't know, Ari Emanuel, he owns, partnered with Patrick Whitesolf, he owns WME. He's what, 60 something? He looks amazing. He looks yeah unbelievable and he was like you've got to read this book it's called plant paradox i even remember leo talking about it you're the first gut guy as everyone used to call you and probably still does but what's the difference from plant paradox to unlocking the keto because you have i want to go through unlocking the keto and i want to go through with mary alice and you what are your no foods absolutely off the table 
And what are some of your yes foods that we can eat? Well, it's also in the book, you talk about the old keto and the way you do keto. Right. Because also as a heart surgeon, I mean, everyone's on the keto, but it's just fat and protein, meat, fat and protein, which has got to be bad for your heart. I mean, I'm not a heart surgeon, but you talk about there is a way to do keto, but people are doing it the wrong way. So how do you explain the right way to do keto? Yeah, so believe it or not, in in the plant paradox and all of my subsequent books, I have a keto version of my diet that, interestingly enough, was not a high fat diet. And people go, well, you know, and you know, I allow carbohydrates and I'll allow lots of other interesting things. And people go, well, that can't be a keto diet. And I say, well, it is. I can measure ketones in my patients. I can, you know, see the effect of this, so I know they're in ketosis. So what's, you know, what's the difference? Well, the original keto diet was coined in 1930 at the Mayo Clinic, and it was a true, very high fat diet. It was an 80% fat diet, 10% carbohydrates, and 10% protein. And it was used to treat seizure disorders in children. Now, there was no drugs for seizures in those days. And these children just had insensate seizures. And it was noted that they would have seizures that lasted so long that they, they literally wouldn't eat for several days. They were kind of in a coma. And as they didn't eat, finally their seizures would break. And they'd have this period where everything was fine. And then their parents, obviously, would try to get them to eat. And the minute the parents started feeding them you know, oatmeal, they'd start having seizures. And so working at at Harvard and Mayo, they said, wait a minute, when people are starving, they make this fat called ketone bodies. And we think that this ketone bodies are doing something to the brains of these kids. Because when they're starving, they're not having seizures. And when we feed them, they start having seizures. So maybe we can just have them make ketones by having them basically just eat fat. And it worked. It worked actually remarkably well. Now, the problem with that, as anyone with kids knows or now grandchildren know, it's really hard to deprive a kid of carbohydrates. I mean, it's really hard. And as I've learned after 25 years of depriving adults of carbohydrates, it's really <laughs> hard to deprive adults of carbohydrates. Right? It really is. So it just goes against our nature. And it actually goes against our genetics. We were designed to eat a lot of leaves, quite frankly. So, and we were actually designed to eat fruit in a very limited time period to fatten up for the winter. And that's another story. So the ketogenic diet started in this way. But when drugs came along, it pretty much fell on the wayside because kids wouldn't eat it. In the 1990s, there was a renaissance of the ketogenic diet, because if anyone has children on these seizure medications or have personally been on seizure medications, not me, but I have a lot of patients on them, your brain doesn't work very well. And so they got the idea that if we had a form of fat called medium chain triglycerides, and by now most people have heard of MCT oil, I hope, maybe not, that MCT oil is unique in that MCTs, unlike any other kind of fat, are absorbed directly through our intestines, go to our liver, and instantaneously make ketones, regardless of what else you're eating. So rather than doing 
a really high-fat, miserable, low-carbohydrate diet, they found that they could give kids MCT oil and allow them to have a lot more protein and a lot more carbohydrates and have the same effect. So when I was reading this literature in the late 90s, I went, son of a gun, here's an answer to you know how to have your cake and eat it too, if you will. Let's give my patients MCT oil and let them still have some of these carbohydrates and proteins that they really want in their diet and will still achieve the same effect. And the, the result was exactly that. You guys have heard me talk about the brand seed a handful of times now, but it's truly because I love them that much. And I have to say, brand partners like Seed are the reason we're able to bring you all this incredible content free of charge. That's right, content free of charge. And it's only going to keep getting better. So hold tight, all of you lipstick on the rim fans. Now back to Seed. Probiotics are a hot topic and one I am greatly interested in as a consumer and lover of all things wellness. So let's get into them and what makes Seed really different. It's a broad spectrum, two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic, a proprietary formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains in scientifically studied dosages. If you've taken a probiotic before, never really felt it made any difference, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving the GI tract. Seed is designed with this knowledge in mind, and that's why it works so well. We're talking about supporting benefits in and beyond the gut, ease of bloating, healthy regularity, and ease of evacuation. But let's not forget, it will also support your gut barrier, skin health, heart health, and micronutrient synthesis. It's about leaning into that crosstalk between your intestinal cells and your immune cells. Sounds scientific, I know, and it is, but it's important to understand how our body works and what it needs in order to function properly. Many, including myself, saw improvements in digestion within 24 to 48 hours. You may be wondering what noticeable improvements I'm referring to. Well, for one thing, a lot less bloating and just lighter and overall better feeling. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com, that's S-E-E-D.com slash lipstick and use code lipstick to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's daily symbiotic. That's seed.com slash lipstick and use code lipstick. I have to tell you guys a secret that you may or may not want to hear. Healthy living takes effort, and it is more important than ever before. Change is hard to implement, but existing habits are extremely powerful. This is where better and better comes in. They embedded better health and wellness into our existing habits and routines. It's a really smart brand that I can't wait for you guys to try. So what is it? You may ask, Better and Better is a toothpaste brand formulated to the strictest clean ingredient standards with safe, gentle, vegan, natural, and organic ingredients. They've removed all the bad stuff and added in a dose of vitamins you need. How much do you love that? Simply by brushing your teeth with Better and Better Energy and Immunity Toothpaste, you get a micro dose of vitamins, specifically B12, D3 in the energy formula, and vitamins C, E, and zinc in their immunity formula, particularly valuable as we head into cold and flu season. Visit betterandbetter.com to learn more about the science behind their toothpaste, their super clean ingredients, and shop. The thing that's so great is that we all need to brush our teeth. 
And the absorption in your mouth is more efficient than in your gut. There's no swallowing of pills, no new habits to create, and no extra costs. I've been using Better and Better twice a day, and I love other products too. They have a natural floss that comes in a glass jar, very chic bamboo toothbrush, which I love, zero plastic, and better for the planet. Right now, you guys can try Better and Better's vitamin-infused toothpaste and any of their oral care products and save with this exclusive offer for our listeners. Just use code LIPSTICK at checkout for 20% off your first order. Don't forget, you can save 20% off your first order at betterandbetter.com with code LIPSTICK at checkout. Well, and you call it mitochondrial uncoupling. So that's that's what you're saying, this keto diet and, and the MCT oil. I'd love to hear more about that too. They're not all created equal. You know, you say C8 versus C12. Can you kind of explain a little bit? Like, do you give your patients, do they take this oil with every meal? Do you, do they just take it in the morning? Should we take it every day? Should we be taking it every day? Is this the fountain of youth? This is the most amazing thing we've ever learned. I'm having one of my drinks that's made (laughs) out of powdered MCT oil, even as we speak. And it's also got polyphenols in it. So, you know, bottoms up. And you have some of these in your book, right? These recipes and all this. Yeah. So I guess the long story short is ketones aren't some miraculously miracle fuel that we should always constantly be in ketosis. Really, we were designed to fluctuate in and out of ketosis, literally on a 24-hour basis. Normally, if we stop eating and we have what's called metabolic flexibility, and we can dive into that if you want, after about eight hours after we stop eating, we start to make ketones in our liver. We release free fatty acids from our fat cell. And we'll make ketones until we break fast. We have our first meal the following morning. And it turns out that those ketones don't work by being a super fuel. They work by telling mitochondria, which are the little energy producing organelles in all of our cells, to protect themselves, to repair themselves to not work so hard because as you introduce the show, we all want to live long, but more importantly, we want to live well during that time, Mm -hmm. right? And the key to that is mitochondrial protecting themselves. And this mechanism is called mitochondrial uncoupling. Now, I wish there was a better word for it. And I spent six months trying to figure out a better word for mitochondrial uncoupling. But unfortunately, it's been used in the literature for well over 20 years, and it describes what happens. So we want our mitochondria to be uncoupled. And by uncoupling, that simply means the mitochondria do not have to work so hard and they don't have to endure the damage that comes from making energy. I'll give you a great example. There's a, there's a theory of aging. That's popular. It's called the cost of living hypothesis. And I write about it in the book. And it makes sense on the surface. It says, hey, the faster your metabolic rate, the shorter your lifespan. The faster you burn through whatever you're doing, the shorter your life. And it makes some sense. In general, small animals have very fast metabolic rates. 
And big animals like us or an elephant or a blue whale have very slow metabolic rates. And true, we live a long time. Blue whales probably live up to 150 years, maybe longer. But birds are actually the exception to that rule. Birds, as a general rule, are very tiny, but birds have a very high metabolic rate. The hummingbird has a heartbeat of 1,100 beats per minute. I mean, right? And incredibly high metabolic rate. But a hummingbird in captivity can live 10 to 12 years, about the same as our dogs, even though it's just this little, you know, power plant. And parrots and cockatoos can live 80 to 100 years. And so when we look at, well, what's their trick? They have the most uncoupled mitochondria of any species that ever has ever been looked at. And in fact, when you look at super old people, 105 years old who are still thriving, they have the most uncoupled mitochondria of any human. So you go, hmm, uncoupling my mitochondria might be a really good idea. So how do I do that on a day-to-day -day basis? And that's really the basis of the book. How can you incorporate tricks, hacks into your life that makes uncoupling your mitochondria happen and predictable? So tell us how to do that. Tell us what is the best diet we can be on? Okay. All my, all my people who, you know, advise me say, please don't say this, but let me give you just a beautiful example of work that had been done at the NIH. And I'd been a fellow at the NIH, a clinical associate for years. It was work looking at very famous studies, looking at longevity in rhesus monkeys, our cousins. And it was a calorie restriction study where you basically reduce the calories that these animals ate by 30% of normal. And there were two competing studies, and I won't go into the details, but one study found that, yeah, uh, these animals lived longer. They certainly lived healthier. The other study found that these animals definitely were healthier, but they didn't live any longer. And there were all these competing reasons why maybe that was not, you know, why was one better than the other? So a researcher at the NIH said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to solve this. I think that calorie restriction in a lab works because think about it. If, if I've suddenly reduced your calories by 30% and I'm putting your food out once a day and you only get 30% of the calories, you're really hungry when that food comes out and you're going to eat it really quickly. Because, you know, that's all I get to eat, and I'm going to eat it because I'm hungry. And he says, I think that calorie restriction works by time restricting the period of time that you're eating and extending the time that you're not eating in a 24-hour cycle. And so his name is Ralphio DeCampo. And so he set up a little mouse study. And... Long story short, he used the two diets that were used on the rhesus monkeys. One was actually a very high sugar protein diet. The other was more of a high fat diet. And he did some calorie restricted animals, but another group of animals, 
he just restricted the time period that they got to eat, but they got all the calories that normally would get. And then the third group of animals got to eat all day. Lo and behold, the calorie-restricted animals, whether they were eating the high fat or the high sugar, lived a lot longer, about 30% longer than normal. But the animals that were eating the regular amount of food, but in a much shorter time period, lived 11% longer than if they ate it all day. That is amazing. For us, that's actually about a 10-year increase in lifespan just by reducing our eating window. Now, this has been confirmed in an Italian cyclist study where they took Italian cyclists, put them on a training table. You know, they had the same things for three months. All they did was vary how long they got to eat their food. They all had to eat the exact same amount of food. One group had an eating window of 12 hours. They had to start eating at 8 o'clock in the morning, and they had to finish eating at 8 o'clock at night, 12-hour eating window. The other group had a 7-hour eating window. They got breakfast, break fast, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. They had lunch at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and they had to finish dinner at 8 o'clock, 7-hour eating followed for three months. Same calories, same food. Lo and behold, the seven-hour eating window lost weight. The other guys didn't lose any weight. And there's a marker where you look for in longevity called insulin-like growth factor. And quite frankly, the lower your insulin-like growth factor, the better. And the athletes with the seven-hour eating window, their insulin-like growth factor plummeted. The athletes with the regular eating window, no change. And I see this in my patients all the time. We measure that and we ask them to do these interventions. So it really doesn't matter so much what you're doing during that time period that you're eating. What really matters is compressing that time window. And what did you think the magic number is? So the magic number that's been worked out from the NIH by Mark Matheson is probably six hours. It's six-hour eating window. I try to get my folks to a six- to eight-hour window. I'm infamous for the OMAD diet, the one-meal-a-day diet. So during the winter for six months, from January through June, I only eat one meal a day during the week. and I eat in a two-hour eating window from five to seven o'clock. And I've been doing that now. This winter will be my 24th year of doing an OMAD diet. My question with that too, and this is the intermittent fasting, I, I go kind of back and forth with this, is if you are only eating one meal a day, you are also eating a lot less calories than you would. Oh, no, not me. Oh, really? Okay. No, and that's actually been shown in other uh, diets. You eat a full caloric load. You know, for me, I always say this, like sometimes I'll be like, just eat small amounts throughout the day. I, I, oh, that is the worst I, thing you can possibly do. I'm also tired. I'll say to like my crew and I'm like, I'm going to wait. And I just said it out there. I'm like, I haven't eaten much today because we've been working, but I'm like, I actually have more energy when I eat less. And then I'm yeah. like, I'll eat more because I don't want to be tired. Eating multiple small meals a day puts your mitochondria under rush hour traffic in L.A. 24 hours a day. It is, And that's what my previous book, The Energy Paradox, is all about. Eating multiple small meals is probably the worst dietary advice that can be given. 
anyone else been having a hard time sleeping lately? I don't know if it's because Halloween's around the corner and the full moon. Kidding, but not. But I've been finding myself needing a little extra something to ease me into a deep slumber. That's why I'm so grateful to have found Magnesium by Moon Juice. You know I love this company. It is a delicious pink drink formulated with three forms of bioavailable magnesium and L-theanine to help with muscle relaxation, restorative sleep, healthy brain activity, and a deep, deep calm. All the things that are not easy to come by, but are super important for both our health and happiness. So many of us are deficient in magnesium. Do you guys know that over 50% in the U.S., this can manifest as brain fog, headaches, low mood, fatigue, and insomnia. So it's super important to find high-quality magnesium powder to replenish your body. Most magnesium supplements on the market contain one form of magnesium, but Magnesium has three forms in there to target muscles, brain, and digestion. The ingredients are 100% traceable, unadulterated, sustainably sourced, and formulated for maximum absorption, which means maximum results. And trust me when I say you can feel the difference from other powder supplements on the market. Magnesium helps you fall asleep, stay asleep, and go to the bathroom in the morning, which is a nice bonus, of course. One of my favorite parts of magnesium is that it also has L-theanine. If you guys didn't know this, it really helps to promote the same brain waves that are created during meditation. They call it meditation you can sip. And I can tell you from personal experience, there's an instant calm that washes over my body after I drink my nightly pink drink. You can feel the effects within 30 minutes. So if like me, you find it difficult to find a moment of quiet in your home, let alone time to meditate, this is one of my all-time favorite hacks for my body and my brain. It's so easy, just mix one teaspoon into water, dissolves instantly, and tastes delicious. And I have to say, the more doctors and scientists research sleep, the more we learn how really important it is for our overall health. To get the sleep of your dreams, head to www.moonjuice.com lipstick and use code lipstick at checkout for 20% off. Do you let everybody drink coffee up until that first meal? Or is oh, there- yeah, you can okay. have coffee, you can have tea, you can have MCT oil. You can, you can even have, my buddy Walter Longo at USC has shown that you can even have basically a nut-based bar and not break your fast. You'll stay in ketosis. So and all those tricks are in the book. So when you say the keto, so without the deprivation, are you saying have the fat, but you add more carbs in? What's the difference between regular keto and your keto? So number one, you could do a non-fat uh, ketogenic diet using my system. Because what I want you to do is I want you to uncouple your mitochondria. That's what ketones do. And there's tons of ways to uncouple your mitochondria. One of them is time-restricted eating. The second way is to have polyphenols in your diet. So every time you have a cup of coffee, have you ever noticed one of the things that happens when you uncouple mitochondria is that you actually produce heat? And fun fact, at rest, you and I sitting here, we waste 30% of the calories we eat every day by uncoupling our mitochondria. Rather than taking those calories and producing energy, ATP, 
we purposely waste 30% of those calories through uncoupled mitochondria because we're a warm-blooded animal and we have to produce heat. So there's lots of cool ways to uncouple your mitochondria. So sipping on that coffee, even an iced coffee, a lot of people notice, particularly if they drink it quickly, that they get kind of warm. Yeah. The room gets warm and maybe you get a little glistening on your forehead. That's the coffee, the polyphenols in the coffee and the caffeine actually uncoupling your mitochondria, producing heat. Does the coffee have to be black or can you use almond milk? I don't use drink much dairy. I do a little bit, of course, with cheese. Put some, put some coconut milk in it. Coconut. Your, it's it's by far the best. Sorry, that's what I do. I have a coconut creamer. So delicious. I do like a coconut base. That's my thing. Sorry. I, don't, I mean, I will have, this actually has almond milk, but I mainly make my coffee with cinnamon and I have my so delicious almond creamer. And do you know, do you know what that cinnamon did for you? It turns out cinnamon is a major mitochondrial uncoupler. Who knew? Well, and you also said that goat and sheep are also good. Yeah. Uh, they are good for uncoupling, right? It turns out that MCT, medium chain triglycerides, were named after the Latin word for goat, capra. And it turns out that 30% of the fats in goat and sheep milk are MCTs. And so you can have goat yogurt or sheep yogurt, plain please, or you can have goat cheese or sheep cheese and have this delicious food and you will produce ketones from the MCTs in these fats. Everybody's been taught, I mean, obviously the NAD thing, mitochondria, NAD, mitochondria, NAD. Where, where, where do you fall in with the NAD? You know, I, shots, I get the shot once the, a week. Taking the pills or is that, are we making, you know, expensive urine again? No, you don't. And I, I go into that in the book and I show in the book everything that I take. But the important part is that these polyphenols that we get in spices and the rainbow colors in plants, these are actually doing the same thing at the genetic level that these NMM compounds do. So they replenish NAD. So do you believe in getting NAD drips or do you have any of your no. patients? Do? No, you don't. <laughs> don't. Don't don't waste your money. It's just available on a daily basis. Right. What do, what staple foods do you consider that are absolutely toxic for the body? It depends. And uh, let me paraphrase that. One of the things that we have in this country that's killing us is almost all of our foods, almost all of our quote healthy foods have Roundup in them. It's called glyphosate, G-L-Y-S-O-P-H-A-T-E. It's like, I'm from Kentucky, but you're from Tennessee. Like it's all what they do in like the, the soil and the farming and it's awful. So glyphosate used to be around just for GMO crops soybeans, for instance, corn, and it was made to kill all the other weeds, but the plants wouldn't be killed. Well, what dear old Monsanto, which is now owned by Bayer, didn't tell anybody, was that glyphosate was patented as an antibiotic. And glyphosate actually kills our gut microbiome, number one. Number two, it particularly kills the gut microbiome that makes all of our feel-good hormones like serotonin and calming hormones. And number three, they didn't tell anybody that glyphosate actually causes leaky gut without 
any other agent. Now, why that's so important is we now know that glyphosate is in almost all of our foods. It's even in organic oats, as an example. Why anybody would eat oats is beyond me. But anyhow, when I have patients, 80% of my practice now is autoimmune diseases that nobody else has had much luck with. We've had great luck with it. We, and it's caused by leaky gut. Hippocrates was right. So we get their leaky gut sealed. We take away certain foods like we've talked about. And their autoimmune disease goes away, whether it's psoriasis, whether it's Crohn's, whether it's rheumatoid Literally, outside. like colitis. That's what Mimi and I were just talking about. He was like, he literally, they were going to put me on this cancer drug. And she went, flew out from New York City to see Dr. Gundry, changed her diet, added certain things in. She didn't have colitis anymore. That's amazing. True. Yeah. So, and we'll have people like that who go over to Europe. And they go, well, what the heck? I'm over here in France. I'm going to have a croissant or they're over here in Italy. What the heck? I'm going to have pasta and pizza. We do that. <laughs> we yeah. Do, we and do. they come back and, and they don't have any reaction. The and they go, oh, exactly. The food and, is pure. And, and, they, and they go, oh, wow. You know, I'm cured. Dr. Gundry cured me. Yay. I can have all this stuff. And they come back to the United States and they go, okay, you know, I'm going to have American pizza and I'm going to have American bread. And within a week, they flare. They go, what the heck? I thought I was cured. And they call me up and say, what the And heck? there's no way. I mean, now you see no GMO, you genetically modified. The problem is glyphosate now is used on almost all industrial farms as what's called a desiccant. And that's a fancy way of saying it's a lot easier to harvest whatever crop you're harvesting if, if the plant is dead and dry. So now you take normal wheat, normal oats, normal flaxseed, and you spray it with glyphosate to kill it. It's not GMO. You don't have to put it on the label. And so now almost all of our foods are tainted with glyphosate. It's been sprayed on all of our California vines. Most red wines in this country have glyphosate. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. It's in many of our plant-healthy meat alternatives. It's loaded with glyphosate. So what, I mean, you know, we are, live in California. We think we're so, you know, we, we're, we're healthy. We, you know, we are. But what do you say to the listeners, like, all over? If I'm feeling like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. We have the food is poison. What, you money. Know, what do you, like, just simple, simple things that our listeners can do to make their kids healthier, to make themselves healthier. Like, it sounds overwhelming. It's almost like, well, I just am going to give up and drink Diet Coke and eat Twizzlers. <laughs> well, uh, as long as you restrict your eating window. No, I'm not going to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, so one of the things, let's make this easy. Uh, luckily, uh, glyphosate and pesticides and herbicides are not sprayed on organic vegetables, are not sprayed on leaves. And we're designed to eat lots of leaves. And I make a joke. My patient said, what should I eat? And I say, basically, I want you to become a gorilla who lives in Italy. And by that, I mean, I want you to eat a lot of leaves. And I want you to pour olive oil on, on all your leaves. Three of the longest lived people in the world use a liter of olive oil per week. Literally, a liter of olive oil per week. That's about 10 to so 12. So weird coming from a heart surgeon. I mean, it's so like... 
Oh, there's some amazing literature on prevention of heart disease using massive amounts of olive oil. The most famous study is the Predimed study out of Spain, a liter of olive oil per week. So you're saying leaves, leafy vegetables, olive oil, what else? What else? Do you do eat el- any meat? My wife and I are primarily what we call veg aquarians. We eat mostly vegetables. And then on the weekends, we usually have wild fish or wild shellfish. I can tell you that there's some fascinating data that there are very interesting lipid compounds, particularly in shellfish, clams, oysters, scallops, shrimp, a lobster, that are very, very important for brain function. And we find that people with mild cognitive impairment, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's, these compounds are lacking from their brains. And so have yourself some wild shellfish. Oh, oh, I'm going to. I mean, I love a raw bar. Just, I, not many viewers know, but my mom's actual diagnosis, my mom passed away two years ago. And I ended up taking it one step farther. She originally got diagnosed with Parkinson's and then it became Parkinsonium. And then I pushed to get her a DAT scan. And we found out that her actual diagnosis was vascular dementia. Is there any, is it genetic? I, I go to Dr. Stephen Levine here in Santa Monica every year. I get my EKG, my carotid artery, carotid artery. Car- carotid artery. <laughs> and what what is your, on your blood test, what is your lipoprotein little a level? That's abbreviated LP apostrophe small a in the apostrophe. I can, so, fi- I can find out. Yeah, so LP little a is really the largest inheritable cause of vascular dementia. And the good news is it's fixable. By eating shellfish? (laughs) No, by by taking a simple B vitamin, vitamin B3, which is niacin. Niacin. I used to take niacin. It would make me flush, but I took it. But where do you stand for with drinking alcohol? (laughs) This is called lipstick on the rail. I know. And, and, you know, actually, I I, want to know how you get lipstick off a wine glass because my wife (laughs) and I. It's impossible. Anyhow, that's another story. So if you don't drink, don't start. That's, I hope, obvious to most people. But we've already started. Alcohol, number one, is a mitochondrial uncoupler. Have you ever noticed that when you drink, the room gets flush and you get glistening? Yes. Yes, yes we have. Yes, yes, we, we have. have noticed that. <laughs> we have. Yeah. And it turns out that red wine in particular is just chock full of polyphenols. And so my personal recommendation is to have a glass of red wine every day as a mitochondrial uncoupler. Should you try not to to do because we have a bitchy friend named Annie Boulanger. She's amazing, but she always bitches because we drink California wine. And she's like, no, no, you cannot. You this must drink Italian, Italian or French. French. The tannins are <laughs> sulfate. Is that true? Should we believe Annie? Well, in general. Now she's the, on a champagne kick. Yeah. Well, actually, I'm glad you brought up champagne. My my wife likes champagne. There are two papers that show that women who drink champagne, particularly based on Pinot Noir, 
have actually better vascular health, more flexibility, and have less dementia than women who don't drink champagne. And so my wife, you know, whenever I find one of these papers, I of course give it to her. Now our refrigerator's got, you know, all these things. And you say, see, you know, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to can... live forever. There are now lots of producers in California who use organic or biodynamic techniques. And they're easy to find. I'll mention two in Santa Barbara, where I am right now. One is Beckman Vineyards. The other one is Ampelos Vineyards. I don't want to get political or anything like that because that's not the show. But do you think the glyphosate will change in the near future? Because we're seeing more autoimmune, more cancer, more... Mm -hmm. I mean, we're just seeing a lot more of everything. In Europe, it is changing. There are increasingly laws on the books to ban uh, Roundup and glyphosate. And that's why you really don't see it very much over there. And that's why... Do you think we can ever take Big Pharma down in that way? We do it one person at a time. That's right. One person at a time. It has to be one person at a time. And we have to, you know, we have to vote with our mouths. We have to encourage farmers markets and we have to know, you know, where our food's coming from. You know, years ago I was lecturing in Phoenix and I was at a farmer's market and there was ladies selling chickens. And I said, what do you feed your chickens? And she looked at me, she said, nothing. I said, Ooh, I want to talk to you. I said, what do you mean by that? She said, they're my farm animals. They go out in the fields and eat bugs and they eat worms and they clean up. Why would I feed them anything? They're, they're, you know, they're, they work for me. I said, now you're talking. And that's the sort of thing you want to find out. We've got a great guy. I'll give him a plug. Farmer Dan from Texas. Lectinlightchicken.com. Farmer Dan feeds his chicken a lectin-free diet. And they, they're a little pricey, but God bless Farmer Dan. Uh, he's doing the right thing. He's training other farmers to do this. And like I say, it's one person at a time. Inflammation is such the hot topic trend at the moment because so many women are now like, I'm inflamed. And men, is there anything to avoid it? Yeah. So inflammation, people talk about oh, I'm eating anti-inflammatory foods, or I'm taking anti-inflammatory supplements. Here we are in California with, you know, another great wildfire season. Battling inflammation by taking supplements or by eating anti-inflammatory foods is like us battling a forest fire with a guard nose. The forest fire inflammation is coming from leaky gut. So you could eat all the anti-inflammatory foods, take all the anti-inflammatory supplements in the world. If you don't remove the things from your diet that's causing leaky gut, you will never put out that fire. And I see it over and over and over again. And that's why, you know, so many people end up in my office with, you know, these other therapies that don't get to the root problem, which Hippocrates said 2,500 years ago. Everything begins in the gut. Three things you do to get rid of your leaky gut. So the first thing you do is you get rid of grains and pseudo grains. You get rid of nightshades. You get rid of peanuts and cashews. So these are not nuts. They're beans. They have no business being in our diet. Believe it or not, cashews are poison ivy family. And the idea that you think something 
is healthy by having poison ivy. Well, now your... like there's a new trend, cashew milk, which I like. Is oh, I know. Milk. It's like drinking poison ivy. This has been so amazing. I mean, so we've amazing. We've got 5,000 uh, more questions. We've got 5,000. You're going <laughs> to see me in your office. Little rapid fire, fill in the blank. If you had to recommend one diet, what would it be? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> a hero food everyone should be eating. Hey, I'm going to say radicchio. Let's start there. Okay. A toxic food everyone should eliminate. Anything sprayed with glyphosate in the United States, and that covers a wide range of subjects, but that's our toxic food. And how does the listener know? If it is wheat, oats, it has been sprayed with glyphosate. So when everybody says they've, you, you know, they've... Oh, geez, don't get me started. Coffee, started. tea, or matcha? So all of the above. They all are mitochondrial and couplers, so whichever you like. Your go-to cocktail or beverage? Red wine. If you could have another job, what would it be? Dog walker. <laughs> oh, by the way, we just were going to ask. Favorite animal? Yeah, you know, I literally write prescriptions for people to get a dog. And I just wrote one this past week. And I've had a number of my patients come back with their dog. And the prescription is framed. They'll all say, most of them are women. One, this man was a, uh, this guy was a, man, they all come back and said, this is the only prescription that a doctor gave me that actually helped me. I did it for my parents. Favorite book? Favorite? Mine. No, (laughs) I've gotten into reading Winston Churchill books, autobiographies of Winston Churchill. And those are my favorite books right now. Fascinating individual. Favorite place to visit? Well, my wife and I are having a debate. I think... (laughs) My favorite place is Portofino, Italy. She's rapidly deciding that Saint-Tropez, France, is her favorite place. Oh, we have a friend who's having her 50th there. Molly and I are going to get in the car next (laughs) week, and we're coming down to see you. We're going to, I'll find out what my blood type is. This has been so amazing. I mean, so good. One last question we ask all of our guests. What advice would you give your 10-year-old self? Well, when I was 10 years old, I decided to become a doctor because I read a book called All About You. And I guess I'd take the advice again. Oh, my God. I love that. And just for everyone, where can we get your supplements? So you go to GundryMD.com and sign up for our daily newsletter. You can find me on YouTube. I've got two YouTube channels. You can find me on the Dr. Gundry podcast, which is now one of the highest rated health podcasts. We're on podcast one. You're the best. And we love learning. And you know, that's the point of this podcast is learning from you and making us better. And we, that was our whole goal in starting lipstick on the rim, drinking and having fun and learning how to, how to be better and look better. So thank you so much well, for everything. Thank we you really for appreciate time. it. Yes. Thank you. Thank, thanks for having me on. And maybe we'll come back for part two. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Oh, he was so good. Oh my God. The thank best. you guys. That was awesome. We really, will you really get in the car with me? Like, yes. can we make an appointment? Yes, like, I me, really want to go see him. Let me say goodbye to the people listening to our podcast. Oh. For <laughs> viewers on Lipstick on the <laughs> For listeners on Lipstick on the Rim, we're, now we're really signing off. But we yeah. love you. We love you guys. Make sure and check out Lipstick on the Rim, our Instagram page. DM us. Check out our stories and make sure. And we're going to have everything on mollysims.com. Love you guys. Love this community. Love, love you, you. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Emisha Gormley. We are always so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim or my website where we just dive a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and much, much more on mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. A special thanks to my team, Elizabeth Tawfield, Schaefer Carrillo, Kenna Ryan, and Anna Sessions and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.